Welcome to the Roma Press Podcast with John Solano and Andy Mattioli. All right, everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Roma Press Podcast. We hope that you are doing very, very well. It is time to dissect, judge the transfer market, the gong has rung it's over no more incoming transfers at least uh andy they can technically still sell players to some of these foreign leagues like russia mexico can you imagine davide santon playing in mexico that in and of itself would make me tune in to the mexican league and i don't even know if i can name Mm -hmm. two clubs from the mexican league other than the club that uh, Iturbe went to, which now totally escapes my mind. So I guess I can only name one, which is Tijuana. Beyond that, I can't name a single (laughs) club in the Mexican League. That would be, or, you know, in fact, watching Fazio and uh, in like the Russian League, I would potentially tune in for that. Would you? Yeah. That would be fun. Yeah, I think. And 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 to be honest, I mean, I could I could even see somebody like Santon in the Mexican league. I hope that uh, Pinto's words were not about about the finding still being perhaps able to find a solution for those players. Uh, I hope that those words are, you know, not words of circumstances that maybe there is a chance of actually pulling this off. Because um, really, if if one of those names, I'm not saying all three in Zonzi, Fazio, Santon. I'm not saying all three because I, I am a realist. But if one of those names, if if he, if Pinto is able to still offload one of those names now that you know the regular transfer market in Europe is is done, um, then yes, please banners. Uh, chance, uh, even a statue for for Tiago Pinto, thirty six years of age, um, would be f- fully deserved. Oh, it absolutely would be. I I don't know if I've mentioned this or maybe I did on here. I forget, but it just made me laugh again um, yesterday evening when I was wrapping everything up for the market. Um, I have the um, so Pinto he has his Italian mobile and then he has his Portuguese mobile. And the Italian mobile has a recent photo of him since having come to Roma. And then the Portuguese one has to be at least one year old. I can't imagine it's much older than that. This, um, I'm not going to body shame, so I'm going to navigate this carefully. He's enjoying Italy, first off, okay? But you can also tell that the stress is wearing on him, like we've seen with so many before. Fonseca was the latest victim. This guy went from, what do you call it, like a Chad to the the poor divorced dad look, all within the span of like 18 months. The difference is, though, and I don't know how you feel about Pinto. Maybe I'm just assuming that you like him as much as I do, but... The thing that I get from Pinto is, and we, we'll judge, obviously, the, the individual, the individual uh, operations momentarily here, but I think you can't talk about this market without talking about Pinto because 
I think it's so difficult to remember at times that he is only 36 years of age, which for you and I, that is not much older than we are. And when you hear him speak and the few chances I've had to interact with him and when you see him, again, sort of as the face of this Roma, because let's be frank, we're not hearing from Friedkin. Uh, Guido Fienga has went from the guy who couldn't stop talking yep. to now. It's almost like... A wall. He's like, he's like on a Japanese <laughs> yeah. island. You know those Japanese soldiers that still believe the war is right. on because they're trapped <laughs> on a remote... That's Guido Fienga. He's, he's nowhere to be found. <laughs> he's like... He's like the, uh, the 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 really old guy that has been at the company for for sixty years, and you can't get rid of him just because he's sort of like I won't say an icon, but he's been there for so long that getting rid of him now you just might as well uh, ride off into the sunset with him or allow him to ride off into the sunset. However, you're not going to let him face uh, all the customers in the front of the shop, so you kind of just keep him in the back to I don't know. Make the uh, um, I don't know make 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 the bread or something. You know they 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 don't allow him to right. get in front of people because you know it could go disastrous any time a, a microphone mm-hmm. gets in front of him. So given that, okay, uh, I mean Pinto is the voice. Pinto is the guy, and I have to tell you, when I saw him and heard him speaking today, once again. I know we like to get caught up, particularly when we're excited. We probably said similar things to when Monchi arrived. But this guy exudes a charisma, a maturity that, I mean, it's head and shoulders, okay, about Petraki. It's not even comparable. For Monchi, I don't know. I guess ultimately he wasn't very likable. And then Sabatini is just the... You know, we called Fienga the the crazy old guy that you keep in the back of the shop. What was Sabatini like? The crazy uncle that you have? That... He's the yeah. He's he, he's the crazy old drug dealer. Yeah. Just, you know, standing around the corner selling drugs to high school kids. Exa- exactly. That was Sabatini. Yeah. Again, he 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 reminds me so much of my my uncle who you know sixty five and he's still posting uh, conspiracy theories about like COVID. Aliens, it's like, okay, well, that's nice. But Pinto, man, 36 <laughs> years of age, he's, he's younger than all of these guys by a pretty large margin. And yet he, again, he, he, he possesses more maturity than I think all of them combined. And it honestly feels like one of the first times in a while, okay, and I'm not using this to hit out at anybody in particular, or I'm not using it as a, a chance to, to uh, bludgeon Monchi once more, but... This time it actually feels like you you have a captain that is very balanced, like extremely balanced, almost uh, frighteningly balanced. And then when you add the fact that he's only 36 years of age, it is, I mean, it says a lot about him. Uh, how do you feel about Pinto after his first full summer? Uh, do you agree with with my little assessment there? Because I have to tell you, this is one of the... First times in a while, I have really felt at ease with the captain of the sporting project. No, this is and the the as you said, the thing about Pinto is that this is well, you know, he he comes in uh, at the start of of January, 
of this year and is met with you know with the with Roma quickly going from being in, in in a great place in the standings from being second in the standings to slowly but surely you know nearing uh, a rapid descent um you know with mixed in with with Jeco's um you know locker room issues with Fonseca all of that stuff he inherits that situation as soon as he's at the club that the first thing he has to cope with is meetings for an eventual uh sale of Jeco who wanted to leave at all costs wasn't happy nobody was happy and it was eating away at Roma and um and this is yeah this is his first job as a protagonist because with as you said with the Friedkins not saying a word Fienga you know retiring to some beach in the Caribbean um he is he he is the man and he he does everything now and i think that's a you know that's a huge huge opportunity but it's also a huge challenge when you know you're brought in um in order to really start something new because when 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 the Friedkins arrived they didn't have enough time to 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 you know put their guys in place um Romas didn't have a sporting director until Pinto arrived they just had Fienga and and some agents and intermediaries helping out and and so that you know the fact that this is his first job in a you know a covid footballing world where it's very very difficult for any team out there to i mean for Christ's sake uh you know champions league uh, winners chelsea got uh, saul on 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 a loan so on a so you know that 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 in of itself says a lot about the state of 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 the current state of transfer market and and i i also found it very encouraging to see that you know he he didn't sound bitter uh over certain situ- situations yes maybe he had regrets but as i said he has charisma he talked about it in a very straight manner he said things as they were he admitted he d- ha- doesn't have a problem admitting that roma were after chaka he as uh, the same way as he doesn't have a problem admitting that yes, they were after Chaka, but then things change. Things change. Spinazzola goes down. Jeco uh, wants to leave Roma. You have to adapt. Your priorities change. The situation with 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 the finances changes. It's all very dynamic. So um, you just have to adapt. And I think that's a great lesson for not only a lot of journalists who you know come into this uh, press conference. And and basically expect everything to be either white or black. Either this is a, a success or a failure. And but also for fans who you know think, oh, you didn't bring in the midfielder. What the hell? You know what the hell's wrong with you? What the hell's wrong with 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 this with the sporting director not providing oh, Mourinho with much needed support and all that stuff? The the truth of the matter is that it's it's a complex situation for everybody involved and. Football, football in of itself is very dynamic. Then mix in the COVID stuff, the fact that a lot of teams can't take players or can't let players go on certain terms and conditions. 
and it becomes a real jungle and you have to be able to be like, okay, we wanted this guy. We can't get him. We have to focus on, on, on another position or, oh, there, 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 there is an opportunity, right? Oh, Jekyll wants to leave. It may be a problem because it's two weeks until until the, the, the season starts, but it is also an interesting opportunity to, as he said, accelerate the, the, the progress of growth, the, 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 the change in direction for the club because it was evident as soon as the Friedkins came in, as soon as they came in, rumors of Fonseca leaving started, of a number of players uh, leaving started. And, and, and we are hearing that and we're seeing that, in fact, it was true. They want to move in a different direction, and I think, all things considered, this and we'll you know we'll we'll rate it, we'll talk about it. But uh, my my fair first impression, um, hi, you know, highlighted by this press conference is that it was a a very difficult challenge to to come prepared um, in in for for this transfer market. And and but it also was an interesting opportunity that I think Roma made you know made the most out of. And I I really don't think maybe aside from that midfield position, which again is subject to a lot of debate, but is also subject to a lot of varying circumstances. Um, I I think that they made the most out of it, and I think they they are moving in the right direction. Yeah, and the whole midfielder thing, I I don't want to make it sound like we're above anybody, but didn't we warn people that it was going to be incredibly difficult? In the last episode, I didn't even I, I said I don't I don't think they're going to do anything. I don't think any midfielder will arrive. You really needed things to go one hundred percent according to plan. And you know, this is football. When you make bad decisions from a managerial standpoint, you have to live with those. And Inzonzi, Santon, Fazio, Roma are, are living to pay for the mistakes of previous management. Andy, I don't know what people expected because, you know, what? He, he, he can't hold a gun to any of these guys' heads as much as I'm sure as many supporters would like to uh, hold, a, hold a gun to like Inzonzi's head. He can't do that. He can't force them to leave. And here's the thing. I know we've said it again and again and again and again. But these are guys who clearly, okay, clearly a trio, Fazio, Santon, and Inzonzi, football is secondary. You can't, from Pinto's standpoint, there is nothing you can do. He did everything in his power. He presented them offers, multiple offers, all of them. Got multiple offers. Uh, Fazio had Genoa, Parma, Inzonzi had, I, I can't even tell you how many Inzonzi had. Um, his father was working with this agent from, from Israel. He himself, uh, this agent, he got uh, half a dozen offers. Santon, just yesterday, Fulham makes an approach for him. He says no. Right. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. what, what can he do? There's nothing. You cannot make these guys care about football. He can't do that. Nobody can. So, uh, listen, if they had accepted deals away, I think we are looking at a different market in the sense that I do think that a midfielder arrives. But you know what? Just the fact alone that he was able to get Pastore to leave, I thought that would never happen. I thought the the, the, the grilling right. king yep. would be remained, remaining until th- 2023. 
Oh yeah. I thought yeah. that was uh, I thought that plight was more difficult than this trio that we're discussing now. So yeah, and that that, that this that that Pastore thing caught, I think caught us all off guard. Yes, right. I, I don't think anybody anticipated that. Listen up, I won't sugarcoat it. This is the longest cold flu and allergy season we've ever seen, but we're not alone. We've got Instacart. Sure, you may be a coughing snot faucet who just wants mommy, but you're not giving up! Not when cold medicine, fragrant herbal teas, and honey shaped like bears can be delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes! Now let's go win the sick playoffs! Daddy, I just want my soup. Oh, sorry, Sport App says it'll be here in, in a few minutes. <laughs> Instacart for the win. No, no, I did not think that he would renounce the full season's worth of wage. I did not. I did not expect that. His agent, uh, Simonian, he was saying he wouldn't accept that. He was saying it would be much higher than that for any bonusita. So that clearly had to have been Pastore going to his agent and saying, you know what, let's just get this done and over with. Let's just let's get this break, which is inevitable. Let's just get it over with. I have to give him credit for that. I honestly do. He he yes, he did troll. Roma for the past few months. Um, I can get over that a lot more easy as opposed to somebody like Steven Nzonzi, who he and his father are presented, I'm going to venture to guess it was between 12 and 15 in total, offers from Italy, France, Spain, uh, from the Middle East. I mean, he had so many options, and he just said, no, you know what? Thanks, but no thanks. I'll take the wage. I mean, Andy, there's nothing Pinto can do about that. Yeah, and and it's um, it's it's unfortunate, but the, you know there is a limit to what you can do. And and he even said, you know, the that Matteo, you know, that 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 Morgan DeSantis and 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 him uh, worked day and night to um to secure. To secure, you know, uh, destinations for for these players, and 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 there is a limit to what you can do as a sporting director. He said it himself, you know, that um, yes, uh, a good sporting director is somebody that is able to sell. Um, sometimes that's even more important than buying. But man, you know, you can only do as much. And he said, I, I, you know, you have to respect the the, the player. The player's decision must be must be respected. Fine. It, it will be respected. Um, but I do think that it's, you know, the fact that um, when somebody even suggested reintegrating those pieces to the team, the answer was pretty clear. We we don't give a shit. You know, it's it, it, no, we're very sorry, but you make your own bed. That's in, you know, you got to. You got to deal with it. Um, you made your decision, you know, and 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 and. That that's it. I think that mm, Pinto was very good with his choice of words because, um, as I said before, it, he he didn't sound he sounded very balanced. Um, he he didn't go out of his way um, to scold these these players that are excluded from Roma's plans. Right. Um, right. Didn't go out of his way to I don't know um, make fun or perhaps sound a bit bitter over guys like Florenzi and Jacob, who I think were a bit problematic in, in, in their exits because 
one Florenzi goes to Milan first thing he does is, is you know come up with a conspiracy theory that yeah. that that uh, of some you know of a of an agenda it was against him years ago this decision blah 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 okay and then you have Jeco who you know first says I'm not thinking about moving out of Roma and then two weeks later is on his way to Milan and um and no, Pinto did very well. He, he clearly cares about having some kind of dialogue, but it, it is with with the press. But it is also a dialogue that is limited, yes, you know, and it is very. a dialogue that is that is grounded in what he believes, and he will not be pushed around. Which is again refreshing to to see somebody, you know, at the first at the first big job, you know, you're not. He doesn't hide behind. Uh, somebody else he doesn't hide behind the more important figure like he did in Benfica where he was kind of like the man behind the scenes and and part of a team now he leads the team and and he takes this responsibility and I do think that the situation that he said it himself Roma had 60 players under contract um when he came in that's and he managed to offload 30 players you know between uh, primavera ones and whatever uh, that's that's unbelievable um, because really in, in these times uh, where, where teams are really struggling and will, you know, will come up with the most ridiculous offers and, and conditions, um, he was able to, to, to negotiate and, and find and also make choices in bringing players that make sense. And, you know, he, he said it himself last year, we had, uh, you know, for everybody that sort of criticized and got on it, and because there, there was there were like three questions about the midfield, and he said, "Yeah, but what about the other positions?" Last year we played with Jeko and Mayoral. This year we're going to play with Tammy Abraham, uh, Eldor Shomurodov, and Borja Mayoral. Isn't that better? Is isn't that an aspect that people should focus on more? Is that there were choices that were made because they were needed. Vigna, what I don't think was in the in, in Roma's plans, he became you know uh, 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 an interesting profile once Spinazzola goes down, and nobody could have predicted that Roma made made a sensible uh, deal that wasn't too expensive, that was functional. You can see that uh, Mourinho immediately trusts Vigna. Maybe he'll need some more time to to really excel, but so fine. He's he, so far he's done great. Um, you know, for for it being his first few matches in, in Europe, so it, it's it was a market dictated by 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 um, you know by by in, opportunities presenting themselves and and disguised as challenges and to make the best of you know we were dreading the day we would have to replace Jeko. I remember you were on here on this podcast and you were asking me, how are we going to do about it? You know, like we've had so many supposed replacements, but haven't been able, you know, Kalinic, De Frel, Sheik. Go down the uh, list. But no, no, you know, nobody could fill his shoes. But now you can see also the the, the faith that, that, that Pinto puts in 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 Tammy Abraham as you know the the, the summer signing of Roma. Oh 100%. And the th- you know the thing I liked most about what he said and I I don't know if you touched upon this already. I I think you did, but when he said everybody thought Jekyll would be a problem and his words or his thought was I saw this as an opportunity. 
that's a really refreshing mindset because it would be easy for him to, you know, complain, whine, moan. Oh, well, you said some weeks ago that you were going to remain. Why is it now that you change? No, you know what? He accepted it and he moved and he moved quickly to find a replacement. And as you said, Shomurodov, Myhural, and Tammy Abraham, in my assessment, is much better than just Jekyll and Myhural from last season. So the fact that, you know what, once decisions were made, he didn't try to talk anybody out of it. And he said that himself, even with the guys who rejected the offers, the, the Fazio and Zonzi, Santon. He said he accepted it. You know, you, you can't force them or force these guys to do anything. And I like that from him because, you know, what? even even though this trio of unwanted pieces remains, it would be so easy for him, for Mourinho to just say, OK, well, let's use them. Let's reintegrate them. But no, you know what he's saying? He's sticking with his decision. And I think that's a good sign because... I can't help but feel that if it were Palotta, he would almost uh, insist that these guys would be reintegrated because wh what are you paying them for then? So I like the message that this right. sends. And then at the, at the very end, when he was asked to give his grade, Pinto, he said, um, he said eight and then he moved to seven and a half. So I think that's right in line with what I would say. I would give him an eight, right? I, the the missing two from making it a perfect transfer market is what uh, the midfielder and then you getting midfielder all, yeah you, and you getting somehow all three of these guys to move away. Well, yeah. again, yeah. He, he, that would have been a perfect ten, right? Exactly. Yeah. So he can't, can't force them yeah, to you, do that. But uh, I mean, beyond that, I, I don't know how you can find any other fault in this market because I don't see one. Yeah, and also you know it's um again. People will say, oh, but why didn't you bring in the midfielder? The Friedkin yesterday was, you know, Filippo Biafra published it, poured in another 60 million. Right, right. You can you can find the actual into, press release. on. We Roma. have it on the, yeah. on the website. Um, yeah. Uh, I think, yeah, it was, they pour, so they poured in another 60 million euros in cash. Okay, so when you total that, from the very start of when they arrived, can I can I just go down the amounts that they poured in because I, I went. I think in to it totals a little over four hundred fifty million. Well, here's what here's the uh, cash that they've put in for working capital. Okay, okay. so ten million in August of two thousand twenty, fifty three million in September of two thousand twenty, twenty nine point six million in October of two thousand twenty, forty million in December of two thousand twenty. Ten and a half million in April of 2021, 10 million in May of 2021, 10.2 million in June of 2021, 25 million in July of 2021, and then 60 million euros in uh, last month, August of 2021. For those of you at home doing the quick math, that's 248.3 million, 248 euros. I don't know what more they could possibly do, Andy. And by the way, if, if that is not a out and complete and total sign of their commitment, I really don't know what is because these are very smart guys when it comes to uh, their finances. They could spend this money 
in much wiser ways, okay? I think you and I can easily agree upon that. There's probably better ways that they could uh, look to spend nearly 250 million euros. I can think of better ways, uh, just at least a dozen off the top of my head, okay? These guys, now, granted, they have more money than, you know, is that, that would last you and I 500,000 lifetimes. But still, the fact that they're willing to put into the club this level of cash, I, I don't know what it says beyond we're committed and we're here for this and this is a long-term play. Because you know what, I, I just don't know how you pour in that level of cash without expecting to, you know, not make now listen i i hate when certain club or when certain uh supporters have a go at certain clubs where they they do make money I, I, you see this all the time in the premier league um i have no issue with with these clubs making money as long as they're putting money back into it too i, I mean andy they're not even making money okay they are i mean they're basically just pulling up a truck and dumping cash uh, yep. on the uh, on the the drive of Trigoria. I mean that's essentially what they are doing. So I can't help but be impressed yet puzzled because there there has to be some light at the end of the uh, some light at the end of the tunnel. When that comes, I would assume uh, that comes in the form of the stadium. But that all being said, I mean between Pinto and Friedkin, I mean this is this is nirvana. This is this has to be bliss because you know what? What Palata did, yes, he saved Roma from from uh, from a bank. Essentially, he didn't buy the club from Sensi, bought the club from a bank. Um, it was clear that he was not willing to put forth this level of financial commitment. Friedkin is. I, I don't know how anybody can have a single complaint with them. I, I really don't. No, and 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 again, they're doing it in a really terrible time. You know, they, they <laughs> the the stadium is only opening up now, and uh, that that just goes to show you that there is a level of commitment from these guys. That obviously they're not doing it because you know they love the colors. It's not like they <laughs> all of a sudden you know these guys are from Texas. They don't give a shit about. about they probably didn't even weren't even uh, aware that somebody I don't know like Daniele De Rossi existed, but. Um, you mean Dan wasn't now getting the the matches in Long Beach in like 1995 on his television? Yeah, I don't. I yeah, I don't think that he was. You know, <laughs> I don't think he had a picture of Max Tonetto and Simone Perrotta up in his up in his loft. <laughs> but no, the 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 thing is that you know this is these are guys that came in. Want they want to? They obviously want to have Roma as sort of like a you know an additional. Uh, feature of their image yes. it's um yes. it's the, the club will have to stand for something and 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 they they are committed for that reason and for that reason they are willing to um go for somebody like Mourinho um then again I love that Tiago Pinto you know in all his you know it again it didn't come out as arrogant or nothing but the fact that he you know <laughs> he said and I'm very sorry but the reports that that uh, I didn't take, I didn't, I haven't I had no say in the Mourinho uh, hiring. Um, are complete bullshit, right. and, I, and I did indeed contact Mourinho um, and bring him in. 
the, the fact that they went after him, the fact that they managed in, in this in this day and age in, with all the COVID stuff to find adequate sponsors for the club after after Qatar Airways, um, and it, it, it and and then go and for somebody like Tammy Abraham and and really make that the signing of the summer, make a statement through that. Um, it just point it it goes to show you, and also with this press conference, that's finally there is a semblance of cohesion, and everybody seems to there is a semblance of a structure. You know, Tiago Pinto praises Morgan de Sanctis because he's his, uh, you know, he he is sort of his assistant, um, assistant to the sporting director, and and then all of the other pieces are just as important and there is always no matter whether it's Mourinho or Pinto who who talks there is always mentions of of the Friedkins being present and the Friedkins the the be there being a, an, an open dialogue with the Friedkins the Friedkins being ready when 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 uh, you know when something when an obstacle arises they were ready and that goes to show you that this team is slowly but surely and hopefully you know taking a you know 180 degree turn and and that there is more to come i i do think that you know i don't want to because again the, the the usual questions about the scudetto become redundant oh, no. and and there it, it becomes boring because that's not the point and the point that it, we all know that is not the point you you know you may you may fall in love with Mourinho and you may say that he, you know, he cannot coach without winning. But all the signs and every single statement I've heard from Pinto, from, from Mourinho, from players, is that this Roma team, yes, wants to win, but this is this is this is something that is in progress. And I thought that this transfer window was a perfect start for that. Next Next year, you're going to get rid of more dead weight. You're finally going to be able, more more than likely, you'll finally be able to really wipe the slate clean and um, and move on to better things. And I do think that the choices that have been made in this transfer window um, definitely, you know, sort of reaffirm that. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of $15,178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. $15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe and Summit 4xe models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Yeah, and Mourinho has said himself, because we remember, what was it, after the first leg in the, in the Conference League where he was kind of lamenting the fact that they didn't get a midfielder yet. Now, they end up not ultimately getting that guy, uh, even though there was time still left after he said those words. Uh, now, he did come out and say, you know, I have no right to complain because of the level of effort that the club put fourth this summer he did mention though i forget the exact quote but didn't he say we were we're missing a piece but as long as that piece arrives between now and next summer i'm okay because next season i want to enter 
the cha- he said, I want to enter the championship with a different outlook for the upcoming campaign. And that, I think, when he sent that, that sort of reaffirms or, or highlights what you said. I'm not saying that this is a year of transition. At least I don't think it is, okay? I viewed last season as a, more of a transitional year. I think we both agreed that it was. Uh, I, I don't view this year as a transition year, but I also don't view it as a win-now season. I, I know that sounds almost redundant and somewhat stupid to say, but this isn't a win-now. Clearly, as you already said, there is a long-term outlook on this. After the market, or given that the market now has been completed, I mean, how do you view this season? Because I think it's somewhere in between. You were talking about how men, uh, many of the media, they like to view it as black and white. And I almost feel as if this answer, there is no black and white. There's a lot of gray because it's not a year of transition, but it's also not a year of you know, we have to achieve these big things immediately. So is the expectation then, is that, is it Champions League qualification? I would assume that's what it is. Yeah. Unless you disagree. And even if finishing. No, you, uh, yeah, yeah. I think that, you know, I think that's the case. And he even confirmed it. Like uh, that's the Champions League qualification is what we are looking for. It's been missing for the past three seasons and, and something must be changed. And I I think Roma are laying the sort of the foundations for that in order to then make that a habit that, you know, as we got into a habit of that happening under Palotta in, in, in the early, you know, until halfway through um, this, you know, the, the, now we've sort of grown unaccustomed to that. We've right. grown more right. accustomed to, you know, the freaking Thursday nights in in Bulgaria, um, and and that's that's definitely not something that the Friedkins want their brand to stand for. They don't, they don't. I don't think they particularly care about you know rainy nights um, in uh, in Finland. <laughs> um, so they're so they just have to you know and and this yeah this is a year where finally I think Roma made in my mind at least, only sensible decisions. Yes. And they made them despite, you know, the occasional problems that, that, that arise every time, but it also depends on how you you meet those problems, how you respond to those problems. It, 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 that tells you all you need to know, obviously. And, and obviously, a transfer market can only be judged like we judge Monchi's transfer market in the end by looking back at what happened afterwards and you know so we'll have to wait a season or two but but in my mind this was this was a very quiet transfer market but it also was the smartest one and the one where everything was done for a certain reason nothing you know you didn't have you didn't have the Hector Moreno you didn't have the Ivan Marcano you don't have the, the 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 Pedro. Those were you, you know we we even maybe some of us even got excited for somebody like Pedro. But if you were to ask a Roma fan, why the hell did Monchi bring in somebody like Hector Moreno, who then <clears throat> just to remind you left after five months 
Um, uh, and he played one match, I believe, wasn't it? That Coppa Italia against against Torino. no, no, he played against Torino in um in in the league. Uh, Hector Moreno had a game against uh, oh, good for him, Torino. But anyway, but that but good, very good for him. But that's the point is that you know it seemed like things were happening just for the sake of them happening. Like there wasn't really any logic in that, and and now I, everything is you know. Rui Patricio came in because he wanted some a, a goalkeeper that provided you with more stability, with more experience. Great, you got him. Vina came because Spinazzola went down, and you desperately needed somebody that is not named uh, Ricardo Calafiori and that can start in the left back position that doesn't cost too much but has potential. You did that. Eldor Shomurodov. Sh- 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 comes in order to fill in uh, the, the uh, an attack that last season was desperately struggling, desperately. And you also go out of your way to, 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 to find a player that can play and cover multiple positions at once up front. You did that. So he provides you with depth that you didn't have. And then you went for Tammy Abraham, who uh, to in order to replace Jekyll, something that we couldn't even fathom before, and um, it happened, but it makes sense. And this is and and young, filled with with extreme potential, a lot of quality already there, and we we are seeing the results of it. So, you know, those are this is a, a small number of deals in retrospect. But they all make sense. They're all justified, and I think they're all 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 bold well for the future. Oh, one hundred percent. And just as an aside, I've clearly we have been spending too much time together because as you were listing off the countries, the first one that popped into my head was Finland, and that was the one that you said. <laughs> so yep. this is we. It's been getting to yeah. us. Yeah, that's the that's what the conference league will do to you. Yeah. Um, so then I said seven and a half, eight is probably what, which is the grade that Pinto himself said that he gave to himself. Is that where you are then? Seven and a half, eight? I think that's fair. I, I, th- I think that's fair. I think, I do think that, um, you know, obviously we are going to miss uh, a midfielder that will, you know, will make. Even when, for example, one between uh, Cristante, um, Vertu, or occasionally Pellegrini, because I think that's also the reason is that you you know you have also Pellegrini who then can be um, can play a, a little bit behind and then put somebody else instead of him up front. But but the fact is that um, you are probably going to miss somebody there in the midfield. The problem is that you have too many names. You have too many names. And and you you have you will have the Mourinho's big challenge and 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 probably also an, another good opportunity is to you know to um to find solutions for guys like uh, Diawara and VR and 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 make them work because you are gonna need them and uh, you know w- whether you play in the Coppa Italia or in the Conference League or you know against smaller sides in Serie A you are gonna eventually need them. Um, and obviously, yeah, a perfect mark would be if if we didn't have any of those players that that are are bu- busy drinking mate and grilling uh, steaks, uh, you know, with with the with the sunset over Roma behind them. But but that's 
you know that's a different discussion it's a i i i i didn't i couldn't even believe when that first you know that announcement for pastora's contract resolution came i thought it was a fake and um you know it, it so all in all this was i think it was a very smart transfer market difficult circumstances but it, it's everything every choice that was made was motivated and um sort of seems to look at the future instead of oh we're just going for a short-term solution no everything was made with the idea of we're building something here yeah before we go i wanted to touch upon that some of the guys that that didn't leave that we expected to leave and you just said vr and uh, diawara are the names that most uh, that that immediately come to mind i have to tell you the vr one is very 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 confusing to me um obviously he was in the stands uh, against Salernitana we didn't expect that for a week maybe two weeks right he was on social media saying no I'm not going there's only uh, there's only Roma blah 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 and he had a very odd summer so just a little bit of background so he he hired he appointed a new agent he went from his longtime agency to a very high-profile guy, uh, Alejandro Camaño, who is the agent for Lautaro Martinez, Hakimi. Um, I'm sure there's others that I'm missing, but that will give you a, a, a taste of some of the guys that he represents. Um, usually, uh, if you do that in the summer with the transfer window open, that kind of is a signal that you're either A, unhappy with your contract, or B, unhappy with your club. So when that happened, I have to tell you, I, my ears did, uh, did, did perk up a little bit. I thought it was curious. Uh, and then, of course, he doesn't, he doesn't impress in the, in the preseason. He's linked to several clubs, Sassuolo, Atletico Madrid, so on and so forth. But he doesn't go anywhere. A move isn't secured. And then that sort of culminates into what we saw at the weekend where he's in the stands. And then when we were messaging with his agent, he was saying, oh, it's not transfer market related, which usually these guys have no issue or no problems with lying. I had a very difficult time believing that it was a technical decision. Roma said the same thing. What is it with him for you? Is it simply his footballing characteristics? I know, and maybe this is just something that uh, the Italian Romanisti have been pointing out, but I've seen several not thrilled with his behavior on social media. I have a very hard time believing that that is at the heart. That is the uh, what? Oh, I've oh, do, should I even call out who? Well, no, I won't call him out. Um, no, you go. No, no, but I understand. Yeah, yeah, I, I think I know you. So. Mm -hmm. I have a very hard time believing that is what caused him to go into the stands. But it's just weird for me to see him all summer saying, no, there's only Roma, there's only Roma. And then you go out and you, you sack your very longtime agent, the agent that you've had for a number of years that got you to the top flights of football. I, again, usually that is only done when a player is unhappy with his contract or he wants to move. So I, I just found his situation very odd. Now, Tiawara... Again, I have to come. I I will preface this with it's very difficult for me to to remain uh, um, just impartial on him because I do like him. I am 
friends with a couple of the members, uh, a couple of his representatives. I'm friends with them. So it, I'm not going to not admit that because it's going to sound like I'm kissing ass. But uh, he had the opportunity to go to, to, to Frankfurt. That fell through. I know one website that reported that it was because of his wages. I was told that was not the reason. I was told that it was Frankfurt did not want to come up with the 12 million euros in cash that uh, Roma were requesting. So uh, neither here nor there, ultimately, it never went through. So it's a, it's a moot point. But even for him, it's, it's a very weird thing because when you've heard Mourinho talk about Diawara, he's actually been very complimentary. I mean, complimentary to an extent uh, that is almost curious because he hasn't been he hasn't been that complimentary of guys that even seem to be playing under him. So it, it's very curious to me to see what he does with these guys. For Villar, though, because it seemed like if you had the choice, the majority of people wanted Diawara to go. For Villar, though, I mean, what do you think it is? Is it is it just simply his footballing profile that he just doesn't fit the characteristics of the midfielder that that right. that Mourinho needs or do you think there's actually absolutely more to it that we just don't can or don't have the information to I don't know I'm you know this is it's uh it's very bizarre to go from talking about VR like he was the second coming of of Pizarro to then you know offloading him like some you know like 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 I don't know, like some reject. Um, it, it, I, it doesn't make sense to me. I don't think it's good for anybody. I don't think it's good for Roma. I don't think it's good for the player. Um, you know, we'll we'll find out. I do think he can come in handy. Doesn't mean that he has to be the face of the team. Still can be a functional player. Still can be a player that you rely on in those, uh, uh, you know, chilly nights in Norway for all of our patron listeners who are very excited about um, our ice skating competition coming up in Norway for the Conference League. It's um, so I I just don't I I really don't know because what when VR at his best was so exciting to watch and he clearly was a player that sort of helped us put some order into the team and helped uh, Fonseca give the team a specific shape. Then obviously you know as the pressure and the losses started to come on. He felt it too, and it was natural. The first, you know, first real season for him at at a club like Roma was was only natural that a, mo- a negative moment would come. I I really don't understand where this sort of um you know extremely negative attitude on VR came. I never, I never felt like oh he's keeping us hostage from getting a midfielder. No, it's sure if if one of them left. A midfielder would have arrived, sure, but but it, it, these are not players that I blame for staying. I don't, I I wouldn't call them a leech. Meanwhile, I can't call somebody like Fazio a leech because that's what he is. And and it, I, I I still think that yeah, maybe he was um, he wasn't even on the bench against Salernitana, but uh, at least at least at least for for these next few months, I do think that both of them, the Aura and VR, you have to can use come them, right? Because yeah, you have to. It's uh, you know, it doesn't mean that I'm going to judge negatively Mourinho for making a decision, but I do think that that eventually there there will come that time where you need to you need to let guys rest a bit and 
these are more than capable players. So otherwise, they wouldn't be on 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 so many teams' radars. And and Diawara, some of the best football that Roma played under Fonseca, it was with Diawara there. And it's a matter of him waking up. Both guys are the same age, so they're not. We're not talking about thirty-two-year-old Nzonzi. Um, we're talking about young guys who 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 need some time. And and sure, maybe you don't like their profile, but at the end of the day, Roma's starting midfield is Cristante Vertu and 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 Pellegrini. Every, everybody else comes comes second, and and everybody everybody else that comes second comes on with with one objective. To, to contribute to when the team needs them, you know, off the bench or, as I said before, on a on, on a rainy night in Cappadocia in in in, in the Conference League, VR Diawara more than fine by me. Yeah, honestly, the one that I was most surprised by was uh, Darbo. I thought for sure that he would be leaving. I I messaged uh, his agent today. She hasn't responded yet. Uh, she was pretty adamant that he's either going to play or he's going somewhere on loan. Now, admittedly, which is no surprise, he didn't have a great se- uh, a great preseason, so I thought a loan for him would be fantastic. That, that is one that was very puzzling to me, probably more so than, than VR and, and Diawara combined. Um, okay, so as we go here then, final verdict on... on not just the transfer market, but the makeup of this Roma as present. Where are your biggest concerns, if any? Is it the midfield? Is it the defense? Uh, for me, if I'm just going, uh, if I can go first, the biggest question mark is a the lack of that second midfielder. Okay, and then B at the back is Smalling. I don't want to do a vegan joke, but is he ever going to be alive and return to that guy we saw in the first season? Because that seems like uh, yeah. that seems like uh, it was a pipe dream, something that we imagined in very our minds. Very unfortunate, yeah. I, I yeah, almost felt like, um, come on, what, what, what's the movie with with um, Joseph Gordon-Levitt with uh, where he goes back in time? Come on, <laughs> Looper. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it almost. Feels something That's like Looper. that, yeah. you know. Like, mm-hmm. are we sure that happened? He 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 was yeah. one of the best central defenders in the city A for that one season. He, he was yeah. really, yeah, he was, yeah, he, he, and, was. he was, and and, was and, fantastic. and we 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 saw him in in the preseason looking fit, looking, you know. I mean, he was playing over Ibanez. That says something. It, it's very unlucky, but it, it, I do. Th- I, I'm that. Yeah, that's my main worry too. Is that we will find ourselves with Smalling as, as another player that is you know that you're looking to move on from, which is unfortunate because you've you've been through hell and back to get him here, and last season was very unfortunate for both parties. I think um, nobody really wanted that to to go on for so long. Those injuries to to happen so often. Fortunately, it did. This season finally looked like, hey, maybe under Mourinho and and now with the um, with this preseason where he was looking fit, it, it's gonna work out. And and as soon as as soon as the, the season uh, opens, he, get, he gets a knock. It's it's very unfortunate. Um, midfield midfield maybe because of the inexperience. Mm, um, good point. 
So we'll see, you know, we'll see how that goes because Mourinho has stressed that the fact that he thinks there there is a bit of a a bit of a gap in 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 experience compared to maybe some other teams. The team is is one of the youngest ones in the league, so it all makes sense. But I, I do think that this is indeed a project that we'll have to look back upon and look through a perspective of of um, long term. Long term, these are long term things. Oh, one hundred percent. And that was the fi- yeah, you took it from me, but that's okay. You you just pointed out something that I think was crucial. Okay, before all right, before. All right, they began this market. If you look at the overall age of the team and guys who are playing, because obviously Inzonzi, Fazio, Santon, they, they, they play a big part in sort of altering what this figure is. But Andy, they lowered their age depending on what, which of the um, guys you include or don't include. But it's like a minimum of five years, the average age of Roma. I think that is such an overlooked and underappreciated portion in all of this because... You've not only set yourself up for the future, but you've also within because if I were to tell you that, it almost sounds like okay. Well, you lower the age, certainly you're lowering the output on the pitch, yeah. Um, but no, not only did Pinto raise the level of the team on the pitch, he managed to lower the overall age, and you've set yourself up for the present and the future. And I think that needs to be commended. Yeah, this is and it, it is. Uh, as I said before, this is this is a project. This is has the makings and the looks of a project, uh, the, and I say this with 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 a lot of pleasure because um, maybe the first time that, because we've heard that word a million times over the past a million times. Yeah, exactly, a million times, and it was it, it never was backed up. Probably it always sounded like some half-assed excuse, and 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 the decisions that followed were half-assed. This time around. The decisions that are being made are sensible. They fit, and and the words that that people like Mourinho use, they fit the words that that Pellegrini used in his post match in Salernitana, game after game. We're not looking to win the squad. This is not something that w- will work like that. Game after game, we have to build a mentality to approach. We have to. So it's not like we're bi- we 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 already have it. It's that's that's a pro- that's a process in itself to have that mentality. Yeah, absolutely. I couldn't agree more. Uh, okay, that is where we will leave it. That's our verdict on the market. Everybody, please let us know what you think. Thank you again to all of our patrons over at Patreon who make this possible. International break, so we'll probably be back early next week. We will see how things progress and if there is any news to come out in the meantime. So until next time, ciao. Ciao. Listen up, I won't sugarcoat it. 
This is the longest cold flu and allergy season we've ever seen, but we're not alone. We've got Instacart. Sure, you may be a coughing snot faucet who just wants mommy, but you're not giving up! Not when cold medicine, fragrant herbal teas, and honey shaped like bears can be delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes! Now let's go win the sick playoffs! Daddy, I just want my soup. Oh, sorry, Sport App says it'll be here in, in a few minutes. <laughs> Instacart for the win. 